0: Welcome to the Caregiver's Toolbox, tools for everyday caregiving. We provide education and information on senior care topics. Here's your host, Ryan McInniff.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Caregiver's Toolbox, tools for everyday caregiving. My name is Ryan McInniff. I am the host of the Caregiver's Toolbox and I am the owner of Minute Women Home Care. Today we have our first two-time guest on the show, uh, Justin Oakley from Oakley Home Modifications down in Rhode Island, servicing Rhode Island and Massachusetts. And while they're a bit more localized than maybe a national brand, they certainly uh, can give you a lot of information on this podcast about some questions you might have about uh, modifications in your home and outside of your home. But first, before we get into that, I need to read our uh, our little read from our sponsor. Today's podcast is brought to you by Well Aware Care, the smart elder care solution for today's caregivers. Sleep Sound, the company's premier solution, is a remote nighttime fall detection and notification system. Sleep Sound is there when you can't be and provides Real-time fall notifications to caregivers so help can be provided quickly. The system uses no wearables, buttons, or cameras and provides caregivers with peace of mind their loved one is safe. Learn more about the smart fall detection solution at wellawarecare.com. Justin, what is going on? How are you, sir? And how is are things uh, a little bit south of me down in Rhode Island?
0: Well, Ryan, yeah, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate this opportunity. Um, and things are going well. Um, you know, the, the the healthcare industry in general right now is just so wild. Um, we are finding that discharge planning more than ever is just a challenge for loved ones, the patient themselves, and all the healthcare providers that we're all partnered with. Um, so we're weathering the storm. We're, here to adapt and to help and you know, our core values have remained the same. Increasing ability, aging in place and fall prevention. So now more than ever with the shift away from long-term care, congregate care settings, our services are all the more needed and recommended by healthcare professionals uh, to keep these folks at home as safe as possible. Uh, So we're going out, our, our model, the basis of our model all starts with that free home safety assessment. So we're going into the home at no charge. We like to go room by room and just point out problem areas, collaborate with the individuals, with the loved ones about what are issues, what are some difficult areas, some dangers in the home. And we collaborate, oftentimes very simple solutions, minimally invasive solutions that can go a long way to maximize mobility talking about a lot of tub chairs, we're talking about grab bars a lot, handheld shower heads, uh, stair lifts, ramps, a lot of different things that on our end is very simple. We keep everything that we talk about. I'd say about 95% of the things, the equipment that we talk about, we have in stock in our warehouse. And we're able to um, you know convert and install anything that we talk about uh, very efficiently. So, Things are wild right now in healthcare, and, and we're right there um, at the top of the resource list. A lot of times, bridging the gap between the therapist and the healthcare providers in, say, a nursing home, uh, subacute setting, with the loved ones. Generally, in our past, the loved ones would be in the rehab gym every single session, knowing exactly how their supposed is transferring, knowing exactly what equipment they're using. Nowadays I say, well, how's mom doing uh, with the stairs? Is she using a walker after her CVA? And they'll say, I don't know. We can't All right, visit. Well,
1: let's let's back up. What yes, sir. let's start with what exactly is home modifications and Great. and 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 your your tagline is maximizing mobility. Right. You so you know, in layman's terms, how would you explain to somebody what you do if they have no idea about senior care and aging in place at home?
0: Right, so when it really comes down to it, the reason they're calling us is equipment. It's equipment and products that can be installed into the home and set up at the home to create access and to make things safer. So in the bathroom, I created the company six years ago because of the need for that shower wet wall grab bar. In and out of the shower, During an OT evaluation, when they first enter a hospital or facility, the environmental conditions is a question that every OT asks. Do you have grab bars in your bathroom? How many steps to enter your house? Things like this. When those things aren't in place, it raises red flags. So as therapists, we're always making recommendations. What they could do, what they should do, what they need to do. And then we're oftentimes saying, good luck. So we created this resource be able to provide these home modifications now in the true sense of home modifications it can expand much further than equipment it can talk about widening doorways we can talk about a lot about lighting pathways um lots of different things you can talk about full home renovations a lot of times we are talking about the conservative things we can absolutely work with folks and, and and help with renovations generally folks don't want us coming in there and knocking down walls and renovating their whole bathroom. They're usually looking for conservative approaches. So to answer your question directly, equipment and products that are gonna allow folks to navigate the home safely. Stairs are an issue oftentimes. Entrance stairs, we're looking at modular ramp systems or stair lifts to create barrier-free entrance. Whether we're in a wheelchair throughout the day or we're able to walk and maybe we're in silver sneakers and doing chair aerobics and we can walk five miles a day, but we're not climbing stairs. So we're able to keep the folks in their homes with simple equipment. So that's why we like to say full service home modification. It starts with the assessment, the looking at the situation, collaborating. I'm never gonna walk into a home and say, you need this or you can't live here. I'm gonna say, we offer this product that could fit here structurally and would fit your functional need based on how I'm observing you get around and what equipment you've reported that you use and how you present on not so good days when this may be a day. To, to, when we created the company, we realized there needed to be two ends of it. There's a construction and equipment and an installation aspect, but there's also the healthcare and the functional aspect. So myself as the occupational therapist, we say that I'm the expert of the human body and how it interacts with its environment. Now, my partner, Michael Vieira, he's the expert of the environment and how we can structurally make changes in the most minimally invasive way. So like what you said, my tagline was in order to maximize mobility. So we may have an OT recommend, oh, you need a grab bar here. And then our technicians or me being trained in that realm now over the years can say, well, we'd love to have one here, but there's a vent pipe here. So we're going to migrate it over one inch and then it's still going to be very accessible, but also structurally, we're not going to be breaking pipes.
1: Well, plus um, plus having those things in in somebody's home, um, I'm sure there's always some pushback just because it's it's change. People don't like change. Or if you have a ramp outside of your house, it obviously tells the neighbors that mobility is becoming an issue. But in the end of the day you know, my services cost a heck of a lot more than than your services do. And a hospital bill costs a heck of a lot more than any of our services do. Mm-hmm. Um, and a change yeah. in baseline is even more detrimental. So um, when you're speaking with families about this, yeah. I imagine you and I are similar where the adult children are probably a bit more on board than the seniors are. Mm-hmm. Um, how does that conversation happen when you're talking with the seniors and adult children about getting mom and dad convinced to accept these changes in their household through some simple modifications?
0: It's a great question. It's a great point. It is so ever-present it's so tangible and palpable when we're in these homes and we're, we're welcomed into these situations. The family members oftentimes, as you say, will be encouraging these things over the years. And there is, no matter which way you look at it, there's a stigma against it. Folks have a lot of pride. They may have built their home with their bare hands. The last thing they want is some hotshot coming in here saying, oh, we're gonna knock down this wall. We'll put this over here. Hey, why'd you do this here? We can do this so much better. No, no, no. We're talking about comfort and convenience. So that's one things we educate the, the family members about the adult children. Let's not tell dad that he needs this or he needs to move out. Let's present it in a way that it is comfort and convenient. You know Ned, you don't need this, but it'll really make things easier for you. You deserve it to be easier for you and put it on them. Ma, I know you don't need these grab bars, but gosh, would I sleep more at night? have the peace of mind knowing that you've got those grab bars. Do them for me. So those types of conversations there's a stigma. So we talk about the verbiage and we talk about the perspective. a common common occurrence is when we're in the home and we're doing a home assessment and i'll say let's for an example the grab bar here i'll say well have you thought about maybe a grab bar right here on the over the tub wall so you can grab it on your way in and on your way out now that's a very common um recommendation and that the client oftentimes is like oh okay sir that that's a good idea okay now in the other room the adult child will be looking at me saying I've been saying that exact thing for five years, verbatim with what you just said. And it it comes with disconnect. And I say, I haven't been arguing with them our entire or my entire life about everything from borrowing the car keys to my curfew, to who's gonna pay for this, everything, the family dynamics so often, and you may find it Ryan yourself, when it's coming from you or myself, an innocent third party, it sometimes is more well received. So we find that a lot that the adult children, it's not rocket science, a lot of the things I'm mentioning, but it's more the perspective that I'm just seeing as an innocent observer, and that, you know, it might be more well received from me than the than the family members themselves. Another thing is when you talk about the change, you mentioned folks don't like change. I completely understand. So first we're talking about how it's minimally invasive, and that Anything we do can be removed pretty much as if it wasn't there. The stair lifts, it's a matter of a few legs into three or four of the tops of the stairs, and then that's as if it was never there. The modular ramps, never there, as if it was completely removed as if it was never there. We oftentimes will have the tough conversation with folks when they say, the adult children are saying, he just doesn't want change. He does not want this chair in his home, right? that stairwell that he built and these custom handrails he put in himself. And I I say, what's, what's a bigger change? This stair chair here or taking everything in this home and moving into an assisted living or an alternative? And we're partners with all the assisted livings because there is so much interaction between us all and our clients. But in this type of case, it'd be one that, they don't want to move to an assist of them. They want to stay home. So then the answer is, well, yeah, I guess this stair chair is a lot less of a change.
1: Yeah. And I find, I find that um, with, with, with what you're saying is you can always, you can always point to something that is more invasive or is a bigger change. Like you said, no. Hey, would you like an inanimate, shower chair and an inanimate grab bar and wheelchair ramp in your house or would you like private home caregivers in the house for 12 hours a day because those are your options mom or dad and and, you know we 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 have to be able to um accommodate you one way or another what's the lesser of the two evils um additionally you you mentioned kind of using uh, family members and, and, in in talking with family members, there's two things I wanted to mention is that it sounds like you and I have similarities with the, the kind of intensity level in which the, we, we, we uh, we suggest families first, it's like, Hey, we're really worried about your mom and dad. Then you're doing me a favor, mom and dad. Then it's like, Hey, we're worried, you know, a little bit more. We're worried about your safety and living at home mom and dad. And then finally it's, you either get this or we're going to have to move you somewhere else. So what do you want to do? And and it definitely goes up in levels of Mm -hmm. intensity of a conversation. And then the other thing is you're absolutely right. We've had a number of situations where an adult child will be like, Ryan – your caregiver is walking into a hurricane of anger and resentment and my dad or my mom is going to be nasty. She's been nasty to me my whole life. And the caregiver gets in there and the adult child is so mad because they're treating this caregiver as a guest in their home, rolling out the red carpet for them. And they're sitting there going like, I've been your daughter for 45 years and I can't get half of the respect that you're giving this stranger who's coming into the Oh, so it's funny how the dynamics are all different with with the family, hence why they call them family dynamics. Family
0: dynamics, you've got it. And then oftentimes there's four or five children, one's in Pennsylvania, one's in New York, one's in Seattle, one handles the healthcare, one handles the finances, one handles the home maintenance and it's all intertwined. Oftentimes I'll do a home assessment and I'll know full well just because there's reference to other individuals that care. I know full well, I'll be doing that assessment virtually over the phone two or three more times. Um, It was actually refreshing just last week. It was just the case where it was five adult children were remote. I walked in the son, now his son, he's a 45 year old gentleman, had the phone out, ready to go, hit record when I opened the door And the entire hour and a half assessment was filmed. And I loved it because I was able to talk into the camera and I knew I was saving myself hours of assessments that I would do over the phone to kind of translate everything that I had been talking about throughout the time, throughout the assessment. And then I'd have to discuss the exact location again and all the recommendations. So it was actually refreshing. A lot of he was like, I'm so sorry I'm putting you on the spot. But I said, this is Top of the mountain collaboration. I'd rather have this video documented. And then we can always refer back to the recommendations. And yeah, I tell you, from working in the nursing home setting, that family dynamic was so clear because it was trying to get folks home and who would be involved. So when we created the company, it was this. We knew the people trying to um, plan these discharges, that adult children had this going on. And they had hundreds of, they have dozens of calls to make and people to arrange home health, your services, doctor's visits, medications, other equipment like wheelchairs and hospital beds. We wanted to make this part of it simple. A healthcare provider or home health care somewhere along the line said, you know, you need a stair lift? What's a stair lift? So when they're calling us, oftentimes they've never heard of the equipment that all these folks may be recommending them and they don't know where to start. So we want them to be able to start and finish with us. And if they're needing something that we can't do, we get asked about everything from, I need a new roof on my house to I need help in the shower, getting and getting dressed after the shower. So everything in between, we like to have a, an answer and a, and a resource to share with them because we can't do everything. And we like to stay in our lane. Um, but being one piece of this puzzle is just such an honor for us to, to be involved. So It does Um, it does seem
1: like on your website you have four services that you highlight the most, which is platform lifts, ramps, stair lifts, and then bathroom modifications. I imagine those are the kind of 80-20 rule of if anybody's calling you, there's there's a a very good chance they're looking at getting one of those four things. You got it. Those are our if you, you wanted to even break it down to ramps, stair lifts, and
0: grab bars. Is a solid thirty-three percent, thirty-three percent, thirty-three percent. And when you start going into the the ramps or the stair lifts for outside, that's when that vertical flat platform lift becomes the option. But yeah, it's access, and then it's stairs inside, or, or and then bathrooms are the the three main pillars, and everything else that we incorporate here has all derived from those three pillars um the overhead lifts and the ceiling lifts and all the patient handling that derived from folks wanting to take family members and loved ones home when they aren't as independent as they'd like and they are dependent on certain types of lifts that they became very used to using in the nursing home setting. And then they're able to transition them home. Also, the children, the kiddos with cerebral palsy and all sorts of different diagnoses that the parents, they're dependent on their parents. And it's usually around, I'll tell you, Ryan, it's, it's around that four, five, six years old age is when they start thinking about, okay, let's start thinking about a ramp and a ceiling lift because these transfers are starting to wear on. I have a six-year-old at home. I know within the last couple of years, I probably would have been making those calls and those adjustments for the caregivers in my life and and myself and my, my, my son anyway, just for his safety. Um, So that's when we start getting the calls when the the children start to be around 60, 70 pounds um, and and they need that, that lift
1: situation. So we've been doing a lot of that. In those, Um, in those situations, there's a lot of longevity, I know yes. a little bit about, you know, uh, children who need um, or adults, adult, younger adults that mm-hmm. have, um, uh, you know, special needs that need some help. Um, but when you're dealing with seniors, um, yes. one of the questions I think that people would probably commonly ask is probably two questions. How does this get paid for? Yep. And then the secondly is what happens If my mom only needs this stuff for six or eight months, has a heart attack and dies or has to go into a nursing home, what happens to the equipment um, after we don't need it? And kind of a sub-question of that, I imagine there's a difference between the larger equipment like the stair lifts and the ramps versus the smaller equipment like shower chairs, grab bars, and other smaller home modification um, items. What happens with all of those things?
0: That's a great question. That is a commonly asked question and the situation as our volume has grown over the years, that situation presents itself uh, quite commonly. So to answer your first question about may only be a temporary need, we have a very active rent program. So a lot of the equipment that we're offering, especially the larger items. So we're talking about our stair lifts and our modular ramp systems, we have a full rental program for them. So as I mentioned before, they can be removed as if they were never there. So we're able to set these, this situation up for potentially a short-term need. I'm thinking about the 60, 70, 80-year-olds still in silver sneakers, may have had a nasty ankle fracture, may have had a hip surgery, but they see themselves running up those stairs one day and they can't wait to make that call. When we're presenting the situation of what we can do, we always offer month to month. Any other company, the big box stores are gonna be three months minimum contract. You pay the full three months before, we, before the company returns to install equipment. We're more holistic. We understand situations can change and there's a wild variety of situations that uh, lead people to call us. We're month to month. So we like to make it a goal. We challenge the folks. We can't wait to hear from you, Mr. Smith, to say, get this ramp off my lawn. That's a goal, to say, we're done with this ramp. And then potentially, sometimes we put up railings and handrails afterwards to replace them so they still have something to hold on to. The stair lift, same thing. We say, work with your physical therapist up and down the stairs, do them in a stable environment. When you're no longer in need of the stair lift, we can remove it and we can stop the billing right there. Um, So that's nice peace of mind. That being said, rent to own. Anything that we have a rental program, they can absolutely, some folks say as far as a stair lift, God, I'm walking up the stairs now, but it folds up out of nowhere. That's peace of mind. I'm going to put the groceries on it, and maybe on a rainy day when I stub my toe, I'll be able to take the ride up. Same thing with the ramp, especially if there's another entrance. So a little further, the grab bars and handrails, we don't have a rental program for that. We like to say di- uh, grab bars are like diamonds. Grab bars are forever. They, they. I cannot imagine anyone walking into any bathroom and saying, oh, I can't use this bathroom because the grab bar is here. I got grab bars in my house because I, I thought it'd be hypocritical not to have them. I use them because they're there. It's my muscle memory now. I grab onto it on my way in, on my way out. Do I need it? No. Is it more comfortable for me? Yes. So grab bars we do not do a rental program for the grab bars anytime an individual were to move on to another that's that's how we put it when the individual moves on to their nest destination so their alternative living say a lot of times it's assisted livings a lot of times it's a nursing home long-term care so when they move on to that the grab bars anyone using the bathroom probably going to benefit from the grab bars now as far as if it was a purchase of a ramp or a stair lift, and then now the need is no longer, also occurs. So we are fully transparent during the time of the initial home assessment. Because of the labor factor, it's minimal buyback. However, we we do offer 10% for any ramp system that we put back. We do also, we're fully transparent. It may behoove them if they're looking for the most monetary return, and we can educate them how to do this, Hosting it on an online network, such as a Facebook marketplace or a Craigslist, they may, they may have to wait and it may be more difficult. It will definitely be more difficult logistics wise, but they may get a more monetary value from an end user that has a loved one that may be looking online, may have had an assessment from us. And we may have said, you can also go online and see if you can find a system that's out there. So you may get about 50% of the retail value from online, now with the stair lifts, and then again, sometimes folks are like, well, I'd have to pay someone to remove this and dispose of it. So you giving me 10% is a big win. So that's one thing. As far as the stair lift, same idea. If we install the product within a year or so, we'll offer 10% back. Um, now that's versus any other company that would charge $350 to remove it and dispose of it and recycle it properly. Um, so We'll also accept back donations. Um, If we have not installed the product, but we use it, we would use it for parts. So we would do a no charge. Uh, I believe Sydney in the office here just arranged one for tomorrow. It's a no charge removal and stow on our site. And we'll just use it for parts and and service. And we just were a big help for this individual because they have no use for the equipment and they're selling the home. So the fact that it's out of there is one less thing for them to do. Um, Grab bars and things like that. Again, we're not looking at the resale really for those things.
1: Yeah. I imagine when, when somebody's moved on, whether they've passed away or they've gone into an assisted living or nursing home, you know, generally everybody's biggest asset is the house. And especially with older adults, I mean, seniors, uh, they probably bought the house for forty or fifty grand. It's probably worth half a million dollars now, or whatever crazy amount of money it is. Yes. and that's with all the equity that's that they have. That's going to be paying for nursing homes or you assisted livings or whatever it might be. So I would imagine a lot of people are, uh, are if they you know they can see the forest through the trees and saying, hey, listen, getting a a thousand bucks for a ramp or whatever they go for on Craigslist or Facebook versus just donating it back to you for parts allows them to move on from the house and be able to pull out the assets from the house uh, faster. Well, that probably makes more sense for uh, probably the bulk of people is my guess.
0: Yeah, that is the common situation that they say, wow, you're able to come here when? (laughs) Two days and it's gone? Wow. Yeah, please sign me up for that. Um, because it's what we do. We're built for it. We're not going to be trying to figure out what tools we need versus a handyman, which we refer handyman out every day. We like to know a handyman in every town because we get asked to do everything and we love handyman, but we think it would be a disservice for someone to sign up a handyman to have to remove a stairlift safely or a ramp when it's specific tools and, and, and processes to make, it, to make it go smoothly. Um, so yeah, another little key point about what happens now or what happens next type question, spouses, if the one that received the equipment because it was the need and the other one is maybe the more the caregiver care partner, we like to say, maybe you keep this for peace of mind down the line or another situation is adult child takes in the loved one. This was one of our first stair lifts we ever installed that happened. Individual, the contact, 68 years old. Loved one, 96 years old, or or mother, 96 years old, moved into the home for a year or two. Passed on. Now the stair lift is there. We know they've got a stair lift that fits that space. 68-year-old gentleman, still an active realtor in town. He's not going to need that tomorrow. He's also not planning on going anywhere. That stairlift, right now for a two hundred fifty dollars charge, is in the rafters in his garage. It's ready to be installed for another two hundred fifty dollars at any time, versus another three thousand dollar unit from scratch.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's it's it makes sense. I mean, you would I would imagine that. One thing that I'm I'm a bit surprised about is I imagine there would be a a market even in in your world for some of the uh, used ramps. Obviously, mm-hmm. a shower chair nobody's going to want to use a used shower chair that somebody's been sitting on nude. But I mean, you know, uh, a, a a ramp of some kind. Mm-hmm. But I, at the same time, part of me thinks well it would be very specific to the dimensions that are needed for the the home not every single staircase is exactly the same height and the distance from where somebody gets on with the stairs going down to the driveway let's say yep. is usually a lot a lot a lot different for each home as well. So are they module where you can use yeah. parts of them or that's kind of what ends up happening is you use parts of the, the different parts when you say we use the, the spare parts and for repairs and, and use some things like that? So great question with the ramp, 100% modular.
0: So that is able to go from one home, say the individual moves to a one level ranch where it's three steps to enters except we had ramping for six stairs. That ramp's coming with them. They might be able to sell back some of their ramp. We can reconfigure. It's anything from two foot to eight foot sections and every increment in between, and we make it work. We have four by four platforms. We have five by five platforms that will allow the system to turn to get us to, like you mentioned, the driveway, wherever we're accessing the ramp. So completely customizable, absolutely can go to another home. Another key, I'll address the stair lifts um, customization in a second, but I got to mention the ramps just like the stair lifts that can be in the rafters. We have dozens of ramp systems in people's basements. I like to compare when I'm in someone's yard and I'm telling them how much or how small this ramp can compact get put down to picture in everyone's driveway, the blue recycling bin and the black, Regular or the gray regular trash bin. Aside from the height, that's the footprint of a 50 foot ramp, I'd say. Cause you're only talking about three foot deep sections, three foot or three inch deep, three feet wide, two to eight feet tall, and they stack up. We've got hundreds and hundreds of feet of ramp in the warehouse and it's all on one long wall, all stacked up next to each other. So it has a very little footprint. So we encourage folks to keep the ramp Rainy day, we can reinstall it anytime. So folks love taking advantage of that. Now with the stair lifts, it's the track itself is what's generally gonna have to be new. If we are using a used unit that the track is 18 feet long and now we are needing a six foot long track, use that track, but now we'll never be able to make that stair lift accommodate anything more than six feet. So it's customizable. And then yeah, refurbished one, we would maybe use a track that we get from a donation to incorporate it in. And the last point on that is with finances being tight sometimes and funding being a big priority, the how am I going to pay for this question? If we have used ramp from our rental program and or used stair lifts from our rental program, we're happy to sell those as gently used items for a significant discount. For both in, in respective items. Um
1: so folks so if like somebody to wants advantage. new, they can get new. If somebody's looking at used, that might be an option as well.
0: Nine times out of ten, we're gonna have ninety-nine percent of the time we're gonna have used ramp. I'd say about eighty-five percent of the time we've got to use stair lift um to help somebody with 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 a solid like six, seven hundred bucks uh discount.
1: That's great. I mean it, warranty. So for a lot of people that's that's uh that's, you know, a lot of real money and allows mm-hmm. them to, to be able to stay in their home and things like that. Yep. Um, and, and kind of maybe even if it gives them another year in their home before they have to move out, right. um, you know, most people want to stay in their home. So um, I think what you do, allows allows that to happen. And it's, um, and you know, it's one of those things where, you know, a couple thousand dollar ramp, Uh, or a $3,000 ramp, that's by no means am I trying to say that it's not a lot of money. It is. But when you put it into the world of senior care, it's not a lot of money <laughs> um, mm-hmm. outside of the real world, a $3,000, a $3,000 purchase. That's more than most people's mortgages, if not maybe double than most people's mortgages, but I can easily spend, you know, you can easily spend $3,000 with me in a week. And, yours. and yeah. so there, and so an aluminum ramp is going to, you know, the cost per use and the, the overtime is going to be so much more cost effective. Um, if it allows you to stay in your home, even if it's six months or a year comparatively to $3,000 will probably make it you 15 days in an assisted living, you know? So
0: I I, I could not agree more. And those are exact numbers that, that we use. I literally compare the stairlift, the $3,000 stairlift to about two to three weeks at your average assisted living. That's exactly it. You're you're speaking to my point exactly. We look at the alternatives. Folks say, right when I walk into the house, they say, "I'm gonna have to sit down before any of these prices are shared, aren't I?" I know it. And I say, "Well, you know, it's not. We're not selling toilet paper. You know, it's expe- You know, there is an expense to these items, but we look at it as the alternative. What's the alternative to this?" So you you nailed it. Is it the home extra home care? Is it a lot of our equipment, the home care company will call us and say, we got to drop Mrs. Smith. We got a workers' comp case out on one of our CNAs. We need two people every time. We're charging them 60 bucks an hour instead of 30. We think with your equipment and your expertise, we can get them, we can keep them on caseload and be one caregiver. Great. We're here. And we we went down the list and told them everything we can do. And now that person's still on contract. So they're still under their care because it's safer now for them. For well, I mean, i can involved.
1: I can say, you know when when I've had d- discussions with families about two caregivers in the home, yeah. um, they I think sometimes, I mean, they, how can you not think about the amount of money? You're doubling your amount of money. Right. And I tell them that I'm not excited about this either. It's, yeah. yes, there's going to be an influx of money coming in and revenue into my business. but, Usually, to, usually finding somebody that can have ongoing services 24 hours a day or 12 hours a day, every day, seven days a week is few and far between. Yes. Um, to find somebody that can afford two caregivers at the same time 24 hours a day is even fewer and far between. And I tell people, I know that this likely means we are much closer to the end of doing business than we were before we had two caregivers in the home. And if you're able to come in there and provide it so that, for a, a overall, again, alternative lower cost than the yeah. the other options are out there, and then somebody can stay in their home, have one caregiver. I keep my my case. the The family still has peace of mind that mom's safe at home. Mom's safe at home, and then you're you're obviously doing business with that family and providing a valuable yeah. service. That sounds like a quadruple win-win to me. Um, totally. because I know that a two person, a two caregiver case is not going to last very long because you're going to start seeing the credit card bills or the checks yep. being written out. And you're going to be like, this is unsustainable.
0: Yep. And they this, have to think of costs costs alternative money. then. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we like to look at it as, okay, what are the most difficult transfers? Where was the CNA injured? Oftentimes it's the bed out of bed into the wheelchair. Okay. So we have here, floor to ceiling pole. We put that right next to the bed. That's the second caregiver now. The first caregiver is saying, okay, helping you up a little bit, reach towards that pole. Grab that pole and pull while I help you up. Now that one caregiver is offering maybe 10, 15 pounds of work versus the however many. So same thing in the bathroom. Hold on to the grab bar, Mrs. Smith, while you bring you over your leg. Versus both people holding on to them as it. So that, that going from two to one caregiver is, is a big part of, of why we get called into a lot of situations because, yeah, that, that's twice as much money that they're paying. It's a lot. And then we also talk about, you mentioned the hospital stays. Medicare pays out on average when someone falls and walks into an emergency room, the average payout that Medicare pays out the system is $35,000. So none of our equipment is 35. We do elevate. We, we have an elevator, a stilts elevator that can absolutely be done for less than that. And that's an elevator from one floor of your home to the
1: other. But the, so, the only issue with that is that Medicare is paying. That's on an out-of-pocket cost. So and Medicare, yeah. big time.
0: So Medicare, if we can get Medicare to understand like most states or at least the states that we're in have figured out that if we can get this equipment in his hands before something happens we can prevent some serious serious bills that that pile up so i'll speak to that a bit about the insurance and the medicaid population in rhode island we're providers for neighborhood health plan community united community plan and then the state medicaid fee-for-service program stair lifts, ramps and the vertical platform lifts are all covered for those members Now in Massachusetts, we are at the finish line of being credentials. We're really excited about it. It's really going to open a lot of doors for the underserved population that are just quite frankly, can't afford our equipment without funding. The Massachusetts Rehabilitation Commission, we're at the finish line for being MRC credentialed and From our knowledge, what they've told us is they're equally excited about us becoming credentialed as we are being involved with them because they don't have anyone to do our work. They don't have anyone to bill and to go through the the hoops to, to be credentialed and to be providers to service these folks, to do stair lifts, to do ramps, to do grab bars. So we're over the moon excited to be able to serve this population. And in Rhode Island, we've found it so successful to be able to provide this equipment at no cost to the end user because of their insurance benefit. Whereas I know for a fact, the three uh, insurances that we go through in Rhode Island, there's not another single provider that will go through the billing, the prior authorization and the claims procedure to do it. So you,
1: you can be reimbursed by private health insurance.
0: It's not even reimbursed. It's paid directly. No reimbursement. It's just straight. It's reimbursement on our end. But Just to be clear, the clients pay zero. The members pay zero. There is, if you're an end user that is private pay that needs the equipment tomorrow and funding is not a problem, you will get the equipment sooner. No questions asked. The prior authorization process can take a couple weeks. Um, We get the doctor's prescription. We do our home assessment. We need a third-party occupational therapist to go in and do a needs assessment or a physical therapist saying, yes, this person presents functionally in a way that needs this equipment, and they're not just trying to sell this to make a sale. Because remember, and I'm an OT. I'm, oh, I'm ethical. I'm moral. But at the bottom line, I'm only selling construction equipment services. I don't bill a penny for my OT services. That's built into our model. So we need a third-party OT to sign off saying, oh, yeah, that's a legitimate need for this person. So... That's the authorization process. They have a couple weeks to give us approval, but after that, everything's in stock. We're able to, to put the equipment in. We're really excited to learn about the MRC to get involved with that. We think there's a lot of good we can do. We've also reached out to just about every single one of the commissions on disabilities in each of your municipalities in, in uh, Massachusetts. So over the, the, the holidays, they've been a little difficult to reach, but. We've gotten in contact with a lot and they have a lot of funding programs that are kind of under the radar that are specific to each town and region that we're happy to educate folks with. We always have our ear to the ground to find out who's going to pay for this. Perfect. Also disability organizations, any diagnosis that we find an individual has, we want to find out if there's a support group or any type of funding for home modifications for those individuals. If not, you better bet. There's going to be some benefit of them being involved in that organization. So we find out what they can provide. Sometimes it's reimbursement for your services. So at that point, uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> well, like the Parkinson's the, the Parkinson's program in Rhode Island at least had gotcha. some coverage. They always had coverage for your type of thing versus home mods, and they finally did it for for home mods. Um, it's a $300 small grant. But it was home health was always uh, on the top of the radar, but um, funding is a big thing for us. So we're forever asking well, at, questions. At,
1: at the end of the day, if the money's going to get spent, you know, it's yep. it's it's one of those things where, you know, um, uh, I always forget the a penny short a pound foolish or whatever the saying is that, you know, if you're going to have to spend yeah. the money, you yep. might as well spend it up front and spend less money up front than have a catastrophe and be billing Medicare or Medicaid at triple the amount of money that it would have been to install a ramp and right. And then, of course, you' you're you're, you're going to be able to contract out with the state, and they're going to be able to get uh, uh, a pricing that is a little bit more attractive because yep. there's bulk purchasing. And then all yep. of a sudden, everybody's happy and, and, and it's a win win versus, you know, the frequent flyers that get yep. injured once and then they go to hospitals every other week and they clog up the system because they could have had a preventable, um, a preventable, uh, uh, injury that wouldn't have caused them to have a complete change in their baseline. Um, and the problem is, is that there's no way that you're going to be, and it's the same issue I deal with. There's no way you can tally up the amount of falls you prevented. There's no way I can do that either, but you know, that it's going to be, you know, hundreds, thousands, 10,000s thousands of falls over the course of periods of time and years of these installations that are going to prevent, you know, millions of dollars of, of Medicare and Medicaid funds from being drained from a system that's already pretty depleted as it is already.
0: Right. And to your point about the frequent flyers, when we're marketing and we're educating, providing outreach to the, the skilled nursing facilities, we say we want to limit the number of your frequent flyers and, and frequent flyers is the term that I always used in my career. Um, but I say what do you call the ones that just come back over and over. And oftentimes it's frequent flyers, um, repeat offenders. They, that I've heard before as well. Um, but yeah, we like to limit those. We like to remove, we like to make those as minimal as possible. Further, when you took, when you start talking to the, the rehab directors, the PTs and the OTs and the, the ones that are actually treating don't care as much, but, the rehab directors, it's a little known fact, but if an individual goes to a sniff and then goes home and then within 30 days returns, they don't get paid for that initial stay. So folks, I, I mentioned that to them and they're like, yeah, I know it's, it's wild. So let us potentially prevent a few of those returns. And let's, when they go home, let's keep them home safely. Absolutely. So that's, that's, a, that's a big motivator for us is to keep them home safely. I'd always say to folks, we want you to come back as a visitor and come deliver us cookies and say thank you for such a great experience last year, not in one of the beds.
1: So, so. Justin, how do people reach you? How do people that are listening um, with wrapping things up, how do yep. people reach out to you if with questions and, yep. and l- wanting to learn more information about this?
0: Absolutely. I'm going to jump up real quick here and grab the rack card this is the pillar of our literature and our education. We like this card in any healthcare provider's hands. We like our 25 to 50 of these in any healthcare provider, any realtor, any lawyer, any discharge planner, anyone working with people that may have a need. We want them to have this card and be able to either give us a call or go to our website and either one of them through the contact us form or the free home safety assessment form on the website, they can get on our schedule to do a free home safety assessment. Usually within 24 to 48 hours, we're gonna offer that home assessment. When they call in, they can be on the phone with us for as little as two minutes, because we all know, Ryan, they have a million other calls to make and they've got a lot of other stuff to do. They can get on our schedule and have us in the home two minutes, That being said, we know our clients, we know Family Dynamics. We'll listen for 20 minutes, 25 minutes we can spend if they'd like to share their entire medical history of what led us to them or led them to us rather. Remember, we're an equipment company but we're also healthcare. So we don't wanna pry. We'll take as little or as much information as you'd like to share. That being said, once we are visiting the home, same idea we can be in and out in 20 minutes. If your home health OT said you need a grab bar on that shower wet wall and that's all I want and that's all I wanna hear, we're gonna be on your way in 20 minutes and you're gonna have a nice plan. More often than not, we're happy to spend hours at that home looking at every transfer they make, every place that they do their model airplanes to where they go to the bathroom once a month. We'll spend two hours, we'll spend three, we'll spend as long as it takes going through every item. When we leave the home, they have a printout of an itemized recommendation list, room by room, with the exact cost of what, of what each item will take and when you can do the work. Right then and there, they have all that. And then we're oftentimes giving referrals to other resources of, can you do this? No, but this company can. There's generally two or three resources given when we get asked about them. Um, so that's kind of the, the process of working with us oftentimes we'll get the green light right then and there and be able to have them on the schedule that same week or the next week. Otherwise, if they call in later, we've got the digital copy of the assessment. So it's apples to apples talking about the same things. We're all on the same page. We know they often have to collaborate with their family. When they call the office, they're able to get on the schedule right there on the spot. Um, perfect. After the installation, it's all our in-house Oakley Home Access staff members. They're all trained under our medical model. They know what front-wheeled walkers are. They know what CVAs are. They know what hemiparesis is because it matters in our population more than just, I'm gonna put the stair lift right there, ma'am. It's more than that. Um, they do full trainings on how to use the equipment. And if anything else comes up along the way, they're able to make accommodations as well. Um, so yeah, that that's kind of how the processes are working with us. We like to try to make this part about it simple we know the word construction and can really be intimidating. Same thing with grants. The big thing we hate, the big word we hate is contractors. We, we hate that word because everyone gets so scared and they, it seems like a big process. Simple. We've simplified it all.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you for joining the podcast. I appreciate you having Um, having coming on as a guest your passion about this industry is obvious you're you're clearly an an advocate as much as you are a owner of a business in the senior care realm so thank you for coming on and uh, and if people have questions go to your website give you a call and I'm sure you'll be happy to speak with them
0: very happy to thank you Ryan thank you so much for
1: having me and keep up the great work absolutely and thank you all for listening to the caregivers toolbox we'll catch you on the next one